Welcome to House Call with Dr. Mac, where you get a real doc with straight talk for the whole you. It's here in the House Call community where we have created an inviting space for you to hear individuals' health stories, get health care providers and other experts' perspectives. It's our mission that with the knowledge you gain, you will be able to connect your own health dots and begin to experience whole person care. Welcome back to the House Call community. We have had an awesome, awesome summer. For those of you that subscribe, I'm sure you enjoyed that bonus episode. And so if you are ready to subscribe to House Call with Dr. Mac, go ahead, go to your iTunes platform or your Stitcher platform. Go to the housecallwithdrmac.com web space and you can subscribe and hear that bonus episode and get all of the archived episodes that we have since last year. Let's, uh, you know, I just want to take care of a few housekeeping things before we get started in our episode this, this week. We have had, like I said, some great, great, um, We've done some really great things over the summer. We have a new web space, a new website. So it's housecallwithdrmac.com. There you can follow us. You can sign up for the e-newsletter, the House Call Community Chat. Just leave your, your email address. There's a way that you can leave us voice messages on the website. Once you log on to the website, you'll see a little icon on the right-hand side that says send us a voice message or a voice memo. Do that. Let us know what we can improve on, what topics you would like for us to tackle, and you know, just say hi. We, we would love to say hi to all of our listeners that are from different countries. We have people from New Zealand. We have people from the Bahamas. We have people from um, Australia. So we want to say hi, and even Spain, all over the globe. So welcome to the House Call community. If you hear something that touches you, um, something that helped you connect a health dot that you're just really excited about, if you're on Twitter, you can follow RealDoc74. That's our Twitter account and use the hashtag house call. That's H O U S E C A L L. Use the hashtag house call whenever you want to tweet. You can follow us on Instagram. It's the same handle, realdoc74. You can email us at realdoc74 at gmail.com. That's R E A L D O C 74 at gmail.com. So this episode today, to kick off season three, is dealing with stress. I chose this particular episode because with all of us by now, it's after Labor Day, everybody by now is more than likely in the swing of back to school, in the swing of our our jobs now, you know, everybody is now turning towards that fall season and, and getting into the thick of things and starting to do that little hibernation thing. So you know what? We're not so much cognizant about getting our exercise in. We're not so cognizant about getting our water in, especially when we go into the winter months because we're not sweating so much. So I chose this episode because of just wanting to make sure that we stay abreast and stay in tune with our bodies, with our environment, things that change that we don't think are big deals to us. The everyday, the mundane, what seems to be mundane can be 
a stressor in our lives. And when we have stress in our lives, it can manifest in physical signs and symptoms. And so Miss Julie Sejour sat down with us in the house call community and talked about a subject matter of how our hair can really tell on us. So let's get started. Let's sit down. Let's have this conversation. Let's connect these dots. Let's get some straight talk. So welcome to House Call with Dr. Mack, where you get a real doc with straight talk for the whole you. I am back in the community with a wonderful guest that I have met through a mutual friend. And we have really only met through technology, like Skype or phone, texting. Mm -hmm. And I got a chance to hear Julie's story. And I said to her, Julie, we have to have you in the community to tell your story. So Julie, welcome to House Call with Dr. Mac Community. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. And Julie, your story is one of, you said it is stress-induced alopecia, correct? Yes, correct. That is correct. I want you to start telling us about for one, what is what is alopecia? Some people may not un- know what that term means. And then we're going to walk through your story and we're going to start connecting the dots of how this medical condition um, presented itself. So can you tell us what alopecia is? Alopecia is hair loss and um, there are different uh, levels, I guess you can say, of alopecia. Some, some people have spots where they just begin to lose their hair on their head in spots. Um, mine started off that way, and it ended up becoming kind of alopecia totalis, where you're, all of the hair on your body falls out. So I have no hair anywhere um, wow. as of right now. Okay. It is beginning to grow back, though. So. Okay. But yes, so alopecia is just hair. It's simply hair loss. Hair loss. Now... When did your journey with hair loss begin? And I and we'll talk about your YouTube channel as we go along through their story. But when did okay. your hair loss begin? So I noticed my first patch in the fall of 2011. And um, we were talking about one, you mentioned connecting dots and um, trying to figure out how to connect the dots. So my hair, I noticed my first patch of hair loss in 2011, mm-hmm. and um, and my hair grew back. It was fine, and then a year ago, in 2014, I I had really high level stress, um, and that's when every my hair began to fall out everywhere. So that is actually fairly recent. September, um, Labor Day of last year, uh, I ended up cutting off the remaining pieces of my hair, deciding to go completely bald, and then gradually throughout the the fall of 2014, um, I lost my eyebrows, my arm hair, my leg hair, my private hair, um, or my pubic hair, and um, I lost everything, so, and my eyelashes. Wow. And, uh, mm-hmm, I lost everything by the end of fall 2014. 
Now, we were talking um, off air before we started recording about connecting health dots, and that's why we're here. We're starting conversations to connect our health dots. I like to say that I would like for it to feel as if somebody just happens to be eavesdropping on our conversation um, and saying, hmm, you know, wow, I think that's either happening to me or somebody I know. And you said, it's funny that I would say connect the health dots, connect your dots. You started talking about how you can look back and you started realizing what were certain triggers. So your hair loss, you said, has been diagnosed as stress-induced alopecia. Yes. Take us back. Which the doctor did, just just so everyone knows, is not a not a self diagnosis. This is an actual doctor diagnosis. Okay, right, right. Please go to the doctor. Okay, um, thank you very much. Well. I think sometimes we don't clarify. Yes, we just kind of yes. Go, oh yeah, stress induced. No, no, a doctor actually said this is stress induced, and it did my hair should grow back as my stress as I. Be- oh wow! So when you said at the end of 2011 you had a small patch. Start taking us meander us through this story. What were some of okay. the dots you started connecting? So in 2000, around that time, I was finishing up my master's program. Um, I had just gone through a really move, so we knew we were moving to a new location, and I was still stressed with looking for a job in my field. Mm-hmm. So all of that stress combined, I just figured, you know what? I just lost a patch of hair from stress. My friends agreed. I didn't think anything major of it. We moved, then a friend happened to stop by and said, you know what, I you know, noticed that patch, this is what you need to do. Comb it every day, and I, I followed their, their advice, my hair grew back, didn't think anything of it, my stress level kind of tapered off, I had a job, um, still not in my field. It wasn't what I, you know, it wasn't where I wanted to be, but I was, we were okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, and my hair started growing back, and then I found out I got accepted into a PhD program. And we were having to move cross-country this time, me and my two little toddlers, and we're moving cross-country. And um, I get to the East Coast, and and it's also a new environment. I don't have any family there. Mm. And I find a hairdresser who says, oh, we have, what is this patch in the back of your head? Hmm. Well, when that happened, I realized this must happen when I when I um, moved. So we moved, my children and I moved cross-country, cross and I found a stylist, a hairstylist, that um, noticed a patch of hair missing in the back of my head. And um, <clears throat> and that's when I realized my triggers that caused such, you know, such a high level of stress is moving. So my trigger for me is moving. Ah. And um, that caused hair loss. Okay. So when you realize, okay, this is a stressor, um, but you figured, okay, the big, the big thing is a move. I'm not going to move, you know, you're probably thinking I'm not going to move anytime soon is what your, your plans are probably. Um, right. Then you, it probably went into the back of your mind. You probably didn't think about other stresses. I mean, you, we, I think we minimize stress in our lives so much that we don't think about the daily routines that we have to do. Like how you said you very, have two toddlers. Very true. 
you know, getting them up, getting them ready. You're in a PhD program. You're needing to study. Also making sure that you exercise or take in the proper foods and nutrients that you need to make sure that you're optimal. And I feel that we minimize stress so much in our society that when mm -hmm. we look at a day, we're just like, well, yeah, I'm supposed to cram everything in in a day. Right. And so, right. you know, it, it's amazing that you you were able to stop and say, okay, well, I know, I know that moving is a stressor for me. So mm -hmm. when you moved and you were in your PhD program, your hair grew back. Is that correct? Correct. My hair actually grew back. It became really healthy. I started seeing, I started trying to um, see a hairstylist regularly just to kind of, because I knew my hair, you know, my hair is, and for most women, you love your hair. Whatever mm -hmm. grade of hair you have, you love the fact that you have it. Yeah. And um, so you want to take care of it. You want to do, you want to look nice. So I, I tried to start seeing a hairstylist just to make sure he could see the areas of my head that I couldn't. Okay. And um, and my hair got really healthy and strong, and it, it grew. It grew so quickly. It began to start growing so quickly that even my friends were like, "Girl, you got a weave." And I was like, "No, it's my hair." <laughs> <laughs> and, and but like you said, we minimized the day-to-day -day stress. So while I was um, while. Uh, my hair was beginning to grow back, and I wasn't concerned with that anymore. I wasn't realizing how my day-to-day -day stress was affecting my body. Mm. And and um, so it started with not being able to lose weight. But it wasn't, you know, at that point, I don't really care. I just need to get my day-to-day -day things in order. Yes. And, um, and, and as the years kind of progressed, and we were, you know, in this program of progressing and getting more challenging, mm -hmm. I couldn't handle everything. And then I noticed, and, the, it, and for me, it's always the fall. I always notice around Thanksgiving, and I don't know if maybe because I have a break during that time, I'm able to really kind of self-evaluate. But okay. then in the fall of um, November of 2013, I noticed a patch. Mm. And of course, and ironically, at this at this time, I'm also in the process of moving to a new apartment. Wow! And uh, so, so once again, moving is a trigger. I noticed this patch, and I think it'll get better. I'm not going to worry about it. But at the same time, I had so much stress on me with my children. My son is in first grade now, and I'm having um, I'm having to really stay on top of his education while yes. I'm trying to stay on top of my own. <laughs> yes, I, th I didn't realize that when your kids go back to school, you actually go back to school. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, wait right. a minute, when did I sign up to go back to elementary school? <laughs> exactly. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. So, um, and we had a really, um, a really great teacher, but she was very rigid and stern and wanted, you know, she was very, very stern wanting our kids to be at a certain place by the end of the year. And while I love that, I didn't realize how much effort on my part it was going to take. Mm. So I had, yeah, I had the stress of moving once, once again, the stress of my program, because now it's starting to become more demanding. Yes. And then the stress of my children in school. So I just kind of chopped this patch up to, um, to the stress of moving again. And then, um, and 
But at this point, I'm beginning to have anxiety attacks almost oh, daily. Oh, wow. Okay. And that's when I decided to see a doctor. Okay. So, um, I see uh, any family practice. I go to a psychiatrist because I'm having um, anxiety issues. And my allergist was the one who actually told me. Um, so, yeah, let me connect the dots again. Let me backtrack for you. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. So, I actually was seeing an allergist because my allergies are really, I have really bad allergies. And um, I, I was telling my allergist, yeah, I don't know what's wrong. My asthma's been, you know, really bad lately. I'm taking my inhaler every day, but I don't feel the need to take, uh, you know, have a breathing treatment. It's just these, you know, moments throughout the day I'm having to take my inhaler. And she, so we take all the tests for my asthma, for asthma, and she says, no, your asthma has actually gotten a whole lot better. You almost, you know, negligible. Your, breathing, your, your lungs are doing great. So this is an asthma. This is anxiety. You need to see someone about anxiety issues. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then I see a psychiatrist for anxiety, and I'm telling her what's going on with my stress. I never think to tell her anything about my hair. I tell her about my stress. And, um, and she gives me medication for that. The medication works great. I was on Wellbutrin, um, and it worked really well for me. It worked really well for my anxiety. Um, and I started seeing a therapist, Mm -hmm. um, a couple, a couple times a month. Mm -hmm. And, um, and my stress levels got really, you know, I mean, began to, I really began to deal with the stress a lot better. Okay. But I didn't notice a change in my hair. My hair wasn't growing back. It was, my patch was getting larger. Whoa. And, and I could not figure out what was going on. But I, and at that time, I never even thought to mention it to my psychiatrist because she, not dealing, she doesn't deal with hair, but it didn't make sense for me to even mention anything. Wow. This is, this and, is, this, I, I, I don't want to interrupt you. I, I do want to yeah. insert a point here. I this is where I see we all do this. We tend to separate the body into different parts. And mm-hmm. medicine has done a great job of that. I mean, unfortunately, you know, everybody has their own little specialty, but we don't right. treat a whole body. So you're now going to a psychiatrist and you're saying in your own mind, I'm not even going to tell her about my hair because she she doesn't deal with hair. This has nothing to do with my stress. And it's so interesting that we do that. We separate ourselves. And what I really want us to do as a community is sit down and start connecting these dots so you can see a whole person. And now that we're sitting here talking, I'm sure in retrospect, you're like, wow, yeah, that makes Mm -hmm. sense. You know, my patch got bigger, you know, things, things started happening. So keep going. So you're seeing, you're seeing a psychiatrist, you're getting some whole person care, helping to deal with stress, but your patch is getting bigger. My patch is getting bigger. And, um, to the point at this point, uh, November of 2013, it was about a quarter size patch. By April 2014, we're probably at uh, maybe about an orange. Wow, that's fast. Yeah, it it, it, it had gotten, yes. So um, I had a friend's wedding 
in May. Um, and at this point, my, oh, I'm, let me, okay, so in April, in May, in April of 2014, um, a, a hair company, I loved it. I love a hair company. I've used that product for years. And in fact, when I started seeing my first patch of hair, missing i started using their products and their products worked amazingly well on my hair and they came up with a new product um for hair loss specifically for hair loss and hair shedding and i thought well their hair products have worked for me in the past i'm going to go ahead and try this product out okay. everywhere that i put the product on my head my hair fell out completely what? and this yes this is in april and um, and I attend my son's wedding in May, and I'm, and I still think, and at the moment, in that, in that moment, I'm really not thinking my stress, this product. I'm not thinking anything. I'm just thinking I've got to figure out why my hair is falling out. And I'm driving home from the wedding, and I just kind of feel like something tells me check the side effects of your medication. So I checked the side effects in a very rare, like 0.01% of people who use Wellbutrin have alopecia. So, I mean, it's like one in a million. Wow. Chance. But what I always say happened was the medication did not cause the alopecia. The medication just caused my hair to stop growing. Yes. And the chest is what caused my hair to fall out. Wow. So you so you, you were seeing so you were having hair loss before the medication. You had the side effect of alopecia after you started your Wellbutrinism. Going, wait a minute, honey, now you said your hair started coming out in April, you had a friend's wedding in May. What did you do for your friend's wedding? <laughs> well, thankfully I am um for my son's wedding, I was able to, I had enough hair to kind of pull it up and put it on a bun on the top of my head. But even my friends who saw the picture, they were like, what is going on with your hair? It's oh, so thin wow. on the side. Honey, I didn't have my edges. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, no. Wow. But, but thankfully, I got through it. It wasn't, you know, and I started wearing bonnets a lot, a lot mm. of caps, a lot of bonnets. Okay. But because I was in school, uh-huh. It didn't, you know, for me, that was, a, you know, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't frowned upon. So uh-huh. now, I was able to get, get by. So at this point, we're in May of 2014, and I realized I probably should see someone. Uh-huh. At this point, I, I realized I need to see someone about my hair loss. This is not, this is not, it's not getting better on my own. Uh-huh. And that's, <clears throat> that's when I go to my inter- internist and, um, and, and the nurse practitioner was seeing me that day, and she was, as she is getting my referral for a dermatologist, there, they had a um, PA dermatology there, hmm. and um, and he saw me as I was leaving, and he said, oh, wait, you know, we can help you right here in the office, and I said, really? So he checked out my hair, he looked at my scalp, and... Um, and he said, we can, um, we can handle this in, in this office. And I made an appointment to see him. We talked about, you know, what was happening, the medication that I was on. And um, so we stopped the medication. And then I went to him maybe a week or so later, a couple weeks later. 
and I got my first round of injections in my head. What type of injections the are so, these? Um, the injections were to stimulate the growth of my hair. Um, okay. They were a form of a steroid to mm. help stimulate my follicle growth because he did see follicles. Oh, okay. And um, so he saw he saw follicles, and he just figured they needed you know they need some stimulation. We'll um, get you a round of injections, and you should be good. So I get a round of injections, and I go back in like three weeks. And my hair had begin, begun to grow back, and then he gives me an ointment, a steroid ointment that also stimulates the growth. Only put it on the spots that are bald, so I'm doing that, and um, and I go back. My stress levels have not changed, mm. and um, my mother comes to visit, and she's actually not doing well as far as her health. So I think that was another stress for me, but I didn't think about that. Hold Pretty on, much just a second, on, I get to the, you know, go to the appointment, and he says, no, I don't see the growth in this one area. Now, every area had kind of come back um, or had some type of growth started. Mm-hmm. And he um, he gives me another round of injections. And within that same week, I find out that my um, contract had not been renewed with my program. And we were kind of forced to move. Okay. And it was a very quick, sudden, abrupt situation. And I go back, and I had actually lost more hair wow. than, yes. So he's, so at that point, he, he's really concerned because he, he's not sure what happened. He's yeah. Just, uh, you know, right, I don't right. know what to tell you. You need to see an MD, dermatology. Yeah. And, um... So we end up moving in August of 2014 to Indiana, and that's where I found um, an internist there who um, drew my blood work. He checked everything that he could possibly check um, to see if, you know, my thyroid had been checked three times, three or four times, Mm -hmm. to see if I was having thyroid issues. Mm -hmm. I'd been checked for lupus. I'd been checked for all of, these, all of these different things. He checks everything. And then he just says, you need to get your stress under control or your hair is going to just continue to fall out. Wow. Wow. Now, can I can I inject here yeah. and, and, and connect a dot for some people? Because I know they're like, well, why did they check her thyroid? Why did they check her immune system indicators to see, like, for lupus and probably rheumatoid arthritis? Because we know that if your thyroid, like if you're in thyroid storm, which is a a type of problem that you can have if your thyroid is not operating properly, um, if you're hypothyroid, then those can actually, those can impact your hair growth. They can cause your hair to fall out. If there are some people that have autoimmune processes and which your immune system starts attacking different parts of your body because it doesn't recognize those cells as your own and that's why they were checking for rheumatoid arthritis that's why they were probably checking for lupus rather sorry um because Mm -hmm. there is a type of hair loss that can come about because the immune system has gone into um super overdrive and that is probably why they were trying to rule out all these other things so go ahead with your story they said now he said you've got to get your stress under control Yes, he says, you've got to get your stress under control, and until, you know, until you do that, you're not, um, 
you're not going to see any hair growth. So at that point where we are in October of 2014, I'd lost. I cut the remaining parts of my hair off. Um, I, and like I was saying before, I'd lost my eyebrows, my eyelashes, um, everything just began to um, fall out. And, um, <clears throat> which, I mean, the, the, one of the trade-offs was I didn't have to pay for waxes anymore. <laughs> now, so. that's, a, that's a good thing. That's a good way to look at it, yes. <laughs> uh. But, um, but I was not really enjoying not having any hair. Yeah. Um, so, in December, we decided to, here, yeah, we, um, okay, so October of 2014, um, things weren't really settling in Indiana for us. They were, there were no job opportunities in my field. And um, and I had friends in Nashville that were saying, just go back to Nashville. So mm-hmm. I moved once again. And I'm thinking, poor, my hair's never going to go back. All these moves we make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we moved to Nashville in January of um, 2015 of this year. And I am actually beginning to see hair growth. Wow. And it's all coming back white which oh. was a side effect. One of the side effects from the steroid injection um, is that it, it could temporarily um, dye your hair. Well, not dye it. <laughs> temporarily change the color of your hair. Um, really? But, yeah, so I still don't have a full head of hair. I've got little patches of hair in different spots. But um, so the hair, my hair that is growing back is growing back white. It's all growing back white which is a temporary side effect to the injection. Okay. So the hair that grows back um, is growing back white, which, um, and, it, and I, I'm just getting hair in spots at the moment. Okay. It's not necessarily coming in all together at once. Mm-hmm. But it's coming, it's coming in spotty, and, um, and I don't mind. Wow. So, Julie, you have a YouTube channel. YouTube channel. Can you tell us a little bit about that? We're, I'm looking at our time, and I know we're we're coming down to the to the end of our conversation. But I want you to talk about your YouTube channel and how you're sharing your story now. Well, I um, my, so my story is on my YouTube channel. Um, Julie Sejour is the name of my channel, not just my name. Um, and it's very new. It's a very new channel, and I don't upload like I should. But I'm going to get better at that. <laughs> but it is. It is just me talking about my hair, my hair loss, and the growth, and just kind of monitoring, just so I can have a record. Yeah. And there is an actual full um, video of how my hair progressed yes. um, throughout. So I have pictures. I, I kind of started documenting my hair loss after a while, and um, so you can see what my hair looks like before and what I look like now. And and then the progression. It's a little. It's a lot harder since my hair is coming in white to mm. take the pictures mm-hmm. so that people can see where it is growing. But I've been trying to figure that out. Okay. But yeah. So please feel free to check out my my channel and follow me, and um, and I will keep you posted. I hope that it encourages someone. And that's my whole point. I just want um, anyone who's dealing with this and know someone who's dealing with alopecia. Um, to be comfortable enough to 
get it checked out and find out what's going on because that's what's, what's important. You want to be able to um, know what's going on with your body and how to how you can fix it. Wow, that's awesome. And I usually say our guests give our community a tip of the day, but I believe that was it. Um, I believe that was a great tip of the day to know what's going on with your body and to not be afraid to go get help and see how you can fix it. I like that. I like that. Well, we're going to have a link to your YouTube channel on our um, show notes. So, guys, look at the show notes. It'll tell us how we how you can get over to Julie's YouTube channel. Julie, do you have an Instagram account or do you have a Twitter account? I do. Um, everything is just my name. Just okay. I'll know. I take that back. Instagram is Julie Cake. Okay. J-U-L-S-Y-K-A-K-E-S. Julie Cake. All right, we'll put that in the show notes too. So you guys, I was so impressed when I saw Julie's YouTube channel. I said, you know, we have to have you on the show because I'm sure that you can encourage somebody and somebody will see your story and will begin to connect their own dots and know that they need to go and get some help outside of their own four walls. Thank you so much, Julie, for coming and sitting down in our community. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, till next time, till we meet you back in the community, have a good one. Bye now.